Welcome to Pragmatic Live, the podcast for product people. I'm Mark Stiving, a pragmatic marketing instructor and pricing expert. And today, I'm all alone again. Actually, I'm in Portland. Yesterday, I was at the Portland Product Camp. Fabulous event. They did a great job. Uh, Huge kudos out to David Nash. Uh, David Nash, you may recall, he did a podcast with me on zombies and killing products off probably a year and a half ago now. It was quite a while ago. Uh, That was a great podcast, but he did a phenomenal job at helping run and organize the entire product camp. He did have a team of volunteers. I'm not giving him all the kudos, but boy, did he deserve it. They did a great job. Then I got to give kudos to Teresa Torres. Teresa gave what I thought was the best presentation, and in fact, she was awarded the best presentation at the event, but... She did a fantastic job at talking about listening to your marketplace and how to go about listening to your marketplace. And she calls it, I believe it's continuous listening, continuous interviewing. As she spoke, as you know, we teach how to talk to your market, how to listen to your marketplace all the time. And as she spoke, there were several ideas that I heard that I thought, wow, that was brilliant. I don't want to steal her brilliance. So instead, what we're going to try to do is get her on a future podcast. Hopefully she'll say yes, but uh, check her out. Teresa Torres is pretty, pretty awesome. I got to present a session yesterday. It was on, I call it pricing roadmaps and how do we get to market faster? How do we get the right products to market faster based on understanding what pricing is? What I thought I would do today in the podcast is give you a quick synopsis of what we talked about. See if we can go through that. And I start the, the presentation of the session off with the following question. How do we get the most profitable products to the market as quickly as possible? Take a moment and think about your roadmap today. What does your roadmap currently look like? And I can almost guarantee that what you have on your roadmap are new capabilities, new products, really cool stuff we need to go do because it's important and it's valuable. And it is. We really should go do those things. But most of those things are big projects. Most of those things are going to take us a long time to get out. Or maybe they're just little features that we have to get the check marks on and we're not even going to get paid for it. It's not going to be valuable. If we go back to the question, how do we get the most profitable products to the market as quickly as possible? The answer to this, at least to me, becomes way more obvious once we understand pricing again. And to answer that with pricing, we're going to talk about three basic areas. The first basic area is differentiation, putting in the right features or the right capabilities. One of the things that we did at a pragmatic marketing survey a year and a half ago is he asked the question, have you ever built a feature that nobody uses? And I think the answer was something like 37% of the people said, yep, never done it. I brought that up yesterday in class and I said, uh, 37% of the people responded, they've never done it. And one guy said, yeah, and 63% of the people are lying about it. Because everybody in the room is nodding their heads and raising their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done that. We've done that. It's a pretty common thing. But here's the really big question. If you've built a feature that nobody uses, would anybody ever pay you for that? 
Because if they're not going to use it, they're certainly not going to give you money. That's pretty insane. Why are we spending engineering resources, the most precious resource we have in our company, why are we spending those resources building things that nobody uses and we're certainly not going to get paid for? The first then of our three methods is to say, let's make sure that when we add new capabilities, somebody in the market is willing to pay us for it. We could do price sensitivity studies. We could ask the question, um, if, if we built this, what's that worth to you? We could have value conversations with people. But eventually we could learn, yep, this one's worthwhile and that one's not worthwhile. Because if nobody's going to pay us, why are we doing it? The second method has to do with price segmentation and how do we build different products for different buyers? And this really gets split up into two different ways. The first way it gets split up is building different products for different market segments. If you have a market segment that's willing to pay you a whole lot more than a different market segment, maybe there are a few features you can add to your product. Maybe there's a little bit of a capability that targets that specific market segment and it makes them really happy. And because of that, they would pay you more for the overall solution or capability. In the semiconductor industry where I've worked quite a bit, we used to have space-hardened parts. You could take a standard one of our parts, let's say it costs a dollar in the marketplace if you wanted to go buy it. And yet we would sell it to NASA or space systems. We called them space parts. And we would sell them for $1,000. Now, it doesn't mean that it's the exact same part because we actually put work into it. We, we put them in burn-in ovens for longer. We tested them. We hardened them. But we certainly didn't put $1,000 worth of effort into it. The point is, because of this huge difference in willingness to pay, we could tweak the products, create the product that's slightly different, and be able to get a different market segment to pay us a whole lot more. There are lots of situations like this, lots of companies where different market segments might have a much, much higher willingness to pay. Do you target bankers and accountants? My guess is bankers would pay you more than accountants would if you could tweak the product so that it was really valuable to bankers and then leave those features or capabilities out for the product that you build for accountants. The other method we can use inside price segmentation has to do with good, better, best. Once you've chosen a market segment and said, we're going to go target this market segment, then some people would be willing to pay you a whole lot more than other people would be willing to pay you. Could we create products specifically so that the people who are willing to pay us a lot have the product to choose from and they like it and the people who are really price sensitive still can buy from us? One of my favorite examples of this is Apple computer or Apple uh, iPhones and, and Samsung does this with their Androids as well. But prior to this last release, Every time Apple releases an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod, they always have three versions of it. Small memory, mid-level memory, and max memory. And I always ask the room when I'm teaching, how many people bought the one with the most amount of memory? And usually you'll get 10 to 20% of the room raise their hand. 
Then I would ask how many people bought the one with the least amount of memory. And usually you'll get 10 to 20% of the room raise their hand. And then I ask how many bought the one in the middle. And most of the hands in the room go up. Here's how everybody makes that decision. First, if you're an expert, if you know exactly what you need, you buy that. But most of us aren't experts. We don't know exactly how much memory we need in our iPhone or our, our tablet. Next, if you're relatively well off, this device is not a big part of your budget, then you tend to buy the best, the most expensive one. If it is a big part of your budget, if you're scraping to get into the product category, but you still really need one or want one, then you tend to buy good the least expensive one. Most people buy the one in the middle. And we should be thinking the exact same thing as we put together our product portfolios. Do we just have a product or do we have a good, better, best offering? Because if we could add a few features to our present product and make it a better product and get people to pay us more than they pay us today, then we're starting to, to make more money with the product portfolio. How often do we build those new features, we add them in, and then we charge the same price for it that we've always been charging? We never increase prices. It's really hard to, rate, to add a feature and charge more money for that feature. But what we could do is we could start to build a new product and essentially freeze your product where it is today add more and more capability to that product and release it as a brand new product, call it better. And now people can choose between our two different products, our better and our good. What we do next is we do that for a couple years and then freeze the better product and add more and more capability to that. And eventually we create a best product and we raise the price on that. And what we've now done is we've found a way to charge people, some people more money for products, features that, that they would value, that they would care about. We have that opportunity to start building the good, better, best product portfolio. The third method that we can use to shape our roadmap and bring more profit into our company quickly is through compliments. The thing about compliments is your buyers today, the people who are buying your product they're buying other things that go along with your product. They're buying other things to help them solve that problem, to make it easier for them to solve that problem. What else are they buying? Here's what you know. Because they're buying from you, they like you. They trust you. If you could start to add more and more pieces of the solution to your product portfolio, you end up making more money, more revenue, more profit. Oftentimes, these compliments, maybe we build them ourselves, maybe we acquire them from outside. And because we've acquired them and we've tested them and we know they work with our products and we're guaranteeing them and we're supporting them, we put all these pieces together at once. Because we've done all that, people tend to want to buy from us instead of from another vendor that they're not really sure that everything works together. It gives us this ability then to tweak our product portfolio and capture more revenue and more profit relatively quickly. 
And so we come back to that question that I started this off with, and that is how do we get the most profitable products to the market as quickly as possible? And sure, we want those big new projects, but we could also tweak our current product portfolio by adding features that people would actually pay us for. That was the first one. By creating different market segments or different versions of our product for the different market segments. By creating good, better, best inside our market segments. By finding compliments and selling more to our current customers. Each one of these are much easier than building the next really big thing. And they're also really profitable and faster. I hope that was informative to you. Uh, please send any of your comments to experts at pragmaticmarketing.com. And as always, please don't forget to listen to the next episode of Pragmatic Live. See you next week.